Damn, Zippy. Zippy's, dude. Hell yeah. Well, here we are, dude. Another episode of The Successful Failure. I've got today the very funny Evan Warner. What's uh, going on, bro? Uh, not much. We were just talking. We're both from Hawaii, and I didn't know he was from Hawaii. He didn't know I was from Hawaii. So, same island, too. Same island. So that's same island. Yeah, you, uh, you, you love Teddy Bigger Bigger then, huh? I actually never been. You went, You didn't go to Teddy's? No, I've never been to Teddy's. Uh, it's a burger. It's just a burger? It's like a teriyaki burger? <laughs> well, of course they got teriyaki. I mean, everywhere has teriyaki burgers it's there. True. Dude, With the pineapple. <laughs> they do pineapple here more than in Hawaii. It, I feel like it's like a more whiter, th- like mainland Hawaiian feel. Yeah, we make do. Us, us whites, we kind of make everything our own, yeah. don't we? <laughs> like the island. Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, I went to I went to school with a descendant of the last royal Hawaiian. No kidding. His name was Riley, white guy, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, and he was yeah he had the uh, Kilimanjaro or some shit like that. The, it was uh, the same last name as the the last royal Hawaiian. I get, okay, you want to put it over there just for aesthetic reasons. You're all good. Um, so what school did you go to then? Because usually, if you're like part of, if you're part like Hawaiian, you 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 go to like the top of the school type shit, like the kind of like natives do around here. Yeah, but I wasn't. I was born on island. I didn't have any descendants, so I couldn't go to like Punahou or anything like that. Mm. So I was at I was actually at a private school called Assets. 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 Yeah, because I was I was dyslexic as fuck, and they want my parents wanted me to be able to read, so they sent me to a special. No <laughs> special kidding, school. dude. Yeah, I was bust across the island. I have a bit in my stand-up about it because I have a twin sister. Right. Okay. And uh, like, I used to ride the bus to school, and my mom drove my sister to school. I don't say that we went to different schools in the bit because that's not as funny. Right. But <laughs> but yeah, I used to have to go across the island every every day so that they could uh, hit me on the head with a rolled up piece of paper until I could read. <laughs> that's how Hawaiians do it, dude. That's how locals do it. You know, this is actually a question. Because I've asked people out here, and no one can relate to this, and I don't know if it's a Hawaii thing or just a specific-to-me trauma thing, uh-huh. but when you went to the dentist, did they used to strap you to the table? No, because I honestly, I, I had an aunt who was like a dentist assistant, so I'd, I had like a family member. Okay. But I do remember a, a, a lot of the times having to go in there, and like as a kid, getting your teeth pulled that much, it was traumatizing, man. Yeah. Just period. Well, I mean, it's it's different when they strap you to the <laughs> table. I wasn't even a squirmer or nothing. I, I think they just didn't trust me. No kidding, man. Yeah, it was weird. Did you never see the straps on the... It was so I don't remember built them, into no. the chair, it was crazy. I don't remember, no. It was like, you know how they have that lead thing they put on you? Yeah, That has yeah. that weird tan material? Right, yep. It was that. But it was part of the chair, and then it would Velcro to itself, but it would Velcro all the way around you, so you couldn't fucking... Dude, no way, man. Get out. No, I don't remember this. No, I never... But, like, why would they be afraid of my arms when they're putting their fingers in my mouth? Like, <laughs> I can do more damage there. That's bull- You really didn't get strapped? The- no, so I it's not a Hawaii thing? No, I, n- I never got strapped. I don't remember that. I mean, I've, it vaguely sounds familiar, but I don't want to confuse it with like a movie I've seen or something. You know what I mean? I mean, people DM me if you've been strapped yeah. to the table because I haven't found anyone else. That's ha- I need to ask my siblings. If they've been strapped? I haven't asked my siblings if they were strapped. I'll to ask the my table. cousins because I still got family over there. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. All my, all my dad's side, all my family's over there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So wh- why was your dad out there? Because you were born out there. Um, my dad would. So my dad was born in the Philippines, but at like 10. My grandma took the whole family to Hawaii, and that's where he was raised, basically. And then my mom and dad met in California, 
in their 20s and then they moved back to Hawaii after like three years of dating, I think. And are you full Filipino or are you yeah, mixed? I'm full Filipino. Full Filipino. Yeah. From what I know, I don't know if there's any Hawaiian in me. Uh, obviously, there's Spanish and stuff like that, Spanish, but obviously. But I'll call Kaikoa. We can get Hawaiian in you today. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you love Hawaiian food? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Kailua like pork and shit? Yeah, man? yeah. Where do you like to go out here? I don't. No, not a, yeah, no, you know what? If I'm finding Hawaiian food, it's coming to me. It's natural. I don't fucking, I don't seek anything out, especially food-wise. No way. I'm not a food guy. No? No. I don't know if you can tell that by how skinny I am. <laughs> I eat one meal a day. No shit. Yeah, about. What, what, what does that meal consist of? I'm going to get panda after this, and that'll set me for the day. <laughs> I'll be all good, just a little orange chicken and rice. You got to get the honey crispy chicken, dude, the sesame chicken. No, I don't. Try new things. Don't, don't, don't be crazy. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Stay in your lane, kid. But so your your dad, so he was enamored by a siren song to leave the great island of Hawaii. Did Is she the reason he left? No, she, he, he moved out because his older brother moved out of Hawaii. They started doing like farming stuff around, uh, out here. Yeah. Uh, like, you know where San Luis Obispo is? Sure. Yep, right, out, right around that area. And, and like, uh, I forget where the other places were. But they did a whole bunch of farming there. And then, yeah, dude, they moved back to Hawaii. They were working fast food. My mom started nurse, nursing, or like, uh, she, I think she was like an OBGYN assistant, oh, yeah? delivered babies and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, I could have waited for that. I wouldn't have to ask if you were full Filipino. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Dude. <laughs> well, since we're going there, dude, so I saw you at the fucking uh, roast battle. Man, uh, last Wednesday. Yeah, I you think. sat front row. Yeah, I've man. never seen a comic sit front row yeah, of any but... show ever. Well, I, honestly, I, I went because I I know we're, we can go there for free and stuff like that. But I just feel weird. I just started, so I don't want to, you know, push any buttons. So I was just oh, like, you, oh. yeah, and my you... girl was with me, so we were just like, all right, we'll just come go see him. Had you seen the battles before? That was my first roast battle. I've seen uh, the Comic Wars. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, good thing you've seen Comic Wars because that was a fucking rough night of battles. <laughs> that man. was rough. That was that rough. That was probably one of the worst nights of roast battles I've seen. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Every battle before Guam and I bombed. Yeah. And what yeah. Was, what's frustrating about that is I do a lot of jokes that aren't like classic roast structure. I do a lot of like more slow burn type joke, like weirder jokes too. Yeah. Which you can get away with if people already have the roast battle itch scratched. But they didn't. So I was like, ah, I got to do you look like jokes now. Like oh, I got to do classic I shit. I see. Wow, that's interesting. Because they haven't even got what they came for yet. I can't fucking, I can't play with the system if what they haven't got what they want yet. That's interesting. I didn't know that there was a dynamic to that. Because, I mean, you think roast battles, you just think, Two people roasting on each other, you know. Oh, I mean, there's you don't think so that there's much like to a, it. A cadence or for, for it. There's so much strategy involved. It's like any other competition. Like you, it, every battle is going to be. I approach every battle differently based on who I'm going to be battling. Mm. Like with Guam, I know Guam doesn't do rebuttals. Mm. Like I've seen Guam a lot. He doesn't do rebuttals, uh, so I didn't have to worry about that at all. Like I knew he wasn't going to have any clapbacks that were going to really get me. Because he does his five... Like, if you notice, uh, I, you probably didn't even notice in when you were watching that battle, but I did, I did I did, six jokes, Re oh, and okay. he only did five in the mm -hmm. main battle. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I started, and I did the last joke in the battle, and then Guam oh. was like, that's five. That's right, yeah. I, and his joke's all killed. I mean, it's nothing against him. Right, yeah. It's a good strategy. The other thing is, like, the less jokes you do, the less chance you have to fail, mm. which is another strategy in and of itself. Yeah. 
But dude, fucking Guam was on that week, man. Guam was, I he beat me before the overtime. You 100% think hundred so? percent? I yeah. think he did. Yeah, his shit was popping harder. Yeah. Even though I like my jokes yeah. better. <laughs> what? Uh, how long you been doing these roast battles, dude? In comparison of like how long you been doing stand up? So I started stand up in January of twenty twenty. Okay. And then the pandemic happened after when I was three months in. Yeah. And then I couldn't do it for a whole year because of that bullshit. A whole year? Yeah, because I wasn't connected to people. So I didn't know where the open mics were happening that were underground because I wasn't deep enough in. I also started with the, the girl I was dating at the time, and that kind of got in the way, too, because she'd bomb and I wouldn't. She'd be mad at me. You know how women are. Uh, but that it really got in the way. Sorry, I'm going to silence my yeah, cell phone because it went off. Do you think? Let me double check or something real quick. I have a fucking Yeah, we're rock and rolling. Uh, I don't know. Do you think you could date a girl and do stand up with her at the same time? Uh, I don't know. But honestly, dude, my girl doesn't do stand up, but I feel like ever since I started, she's just gotten more funnier than me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. Like how some so? of the stuff that she'll say, just like, these little one liners, I'm like, how the fuck, dude? And then I'm like cracking up. What'd she say recently? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I'm fucking always high. <laughs> <laughs> but they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'll try to encourage her to go, but she won't go. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could ever. I don't know. I don't know if I could date a, a, a comedian. I mean, if my it's girlfriend hard. would were to do it, I wouldn't mind. I've a uh, well, you know, I started comedy with the girl I was dating, mm-hmm. but you know, it takes so much for me to date a girl in general, mm-hmm. like to actually be like, oh, I'm gonna fully date you. That um, hasn't happened again. No, it just hasn't. Uh, my girlfriend now. I just moved in with my girlfriend. Oh, congrats! I'm fucking. I'm so in love with that girl. It's good for insane. you. How long have you guys been dating? Uh, week? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's already in. She's already in the house. I love her. Uh, Get married. Insane. <laughs> uh, she's already married. But uh, <laughs> but uh, they're getting a divorce. So oh, you're, cool. you're being serious? Oh yeah, she's oh, no married. Shit, dude. Um, yeah, you know. Still like still. Uh, adult life gets dicey. <laughs> um. Well, they're separated. They're okay, separated. Okay. It's not. It's not like crazy, crazy. But it is. Uh, well, it depends uh, on what your definition of crazy is. It's still a sin. It's, uh, <laughs> it's still a sin. God's eyes. <laughs> it's still one of the what adultery is one adultery. Yeah, that's one of the important ones, right? <laughs> well, maybe not for you. Well, yeah, I guess for you. For for me, not for you, but not it is for you, you godless. That's funny. I was talking to a girl at a, a bar recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you because I'm not gonna do it on stage. But it was a funny thing I said to someone. Uh-huh. So this is a good outlet for it. Perfect. Is uh, there was this this girl that was like very aggressive in the way she talked, and that bugs the fuck out of me always. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it somehow got to a point at the bar where she was like, "These tits have won awards," and I said, "For what competitions?" And she said, "Wet T-shirt," and I said, "Ah, local." <laughs> And she didn't get it at all. It's like she didn't know I insulted her. <laughs> She's just laughing at it. Uh. She said, "Yeah." And I was like, "I was like, I can't talk to someone with that level of stupidity." Well, not stupidity, because I'm sure she's, you know, good with a calculator. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no. Uh, what's the what's the word when you like know yourself in conjunction? 
I can't believe I'm forgetting Self-aware? it. Self-aware? Self-aware. Self-aware, yeah. Which I'm not enough to know the words. But it, she's not self-aware. Yeah. I don't know. How many times have you been insulted to your face and not realized it? Uh, me, probably a lot. Right, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very un- not aware of what's going on. When's the last time that happened? Uh, probably within this conversation, I'm assuming. Oh, no, you've caught it every time. <laughs> Doesn't even deny it. No, you've been pretty on top of it. <laughs> That's what, is that like a... Do people tell you afterward? Uh, No, I just kind of... I don't know what it is, dude. I just... I'm, I'm very like just... I'll hear something and then I think I have really bad hearing and throughout my whole life, I always hated asking someone to say it again. So I'll just kind of giggle and walk off. <laughs> and no one ever comes up to you and goes, "Hey, man, that was pretty fucked up." Yeah. Like what uh, that guy said. It man. happened more in like high school and shit like that, but no, not not my adult. Now life. no one's got your back. Yeah, no one's got my back. That's the thing. <laughs> now everyone's just fucking with me. I, I'll tell you sure. every time someone insults Thank you, you and you know what? I'll make a big show of it. <laughs> Perfect. You'll walk oh, away yeah. giggling, and I'll be like, "Hey, Jazzy, you gonna stand for that shit? <laughs> you gotta hit this guy." Uh, going back to uh, you stand or starting stand up. Um, how sure. long did it? Were you always kind of like? Cause you, how long have you been doing basically the the roast battles? Now? The, oh, the yeah, you asked me that earlier. I totally forgot no, about you're answering good, you're good. it. Um, I started the roast battles. That's a good question. Uh, I've been doing it for a long. I've done probably sixteen at the comedy store. Oh wow, done a fair few. I think. I think my my. My score, like mm. my thing, is fourteen wins, four losses, and one tie. No shit. But I could be, and that includes one jam in the van battle and one uh, mothership battle. That's right, the comedy mothership, dude. Yeah, that was wild. How? Yeah, how was that? Let's let's talk about that. Coolest thing I've ever done. The first time I got to see the main room was when I was walking on stage, because they wouldn't let us watch the show, and they kept us like relegated to the uh, like the Mitzi bar. Oh. Like they weren't letting us wander any. It's a very, very security heavy club. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's yeah, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, exactly. But like so the first time I was walking through the back curtains of the mothership and just seeing this fucking like Coliseum level audience Damn. type feeling, it was insane. Yeah. It was crazy. Biggest crowd you've been in front of or I mean probably for stand up. You know, bigger crowds and riots, but <laughs> <laughs> for stand up, for sure, biggest crowd I've done. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, dude. Dude, I said one of the jokes I did against this guy, and this is the level of how much they love comedy out there. One of the jokes I said was, uh, "Doesn't this guy look like when he eats corn in the cob? He also eats the cob." <laughs> like that's such a bad joke, and it landed. No shit. Like, everyone loved it. Yeah, everyone Not loved everyone. It. Yeah. It's still a bad joke. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's one of my favorites I've done. How is the comedy scene out there compared to L.A.? Because obviously I'm only two and a half months in. I'm, L.A. is like, from what I hear, is either New York or L.A. where you kind of have to kind of go through those growing pains. and A little bit. It's actually pretty bad to start in L.A. Um, hmm. Because L.A. is a showcase town. Hmm. So you can't really get longer sets here. I see. It's, everything's about five to five to ten minutes, fifteen if you if you get in good spots, like really good spots. But I mean, fucking look at the headliner. The headliners are doing fifteen yeah. minute spots out here. That's true. Like, and Santino does fifteen minutes at the store when he does the store. Like, like it's it's not a place to really. You should be good before you come here. But that's the thing. That's the other double edged sword about it is if you're good before you come here, 
then you got to start over. But that's any mm. scene you move into. It's like a fucking whole new start. Uh, new York's better because you can get more time more consistently. Because you can hop on shows, you can get just more time every night. There's just everything is so far away here. Right. It's hard. Like right. when yeah. I, if I'm lucky, I can do five open mics in one night. Five. Yeah. I when I was really going hard at just grinding out material, that's what I was doing. I was I was getting five every night, but it's it's lessened now. Like I don't think I could do that right now. How come? Because there's less mics. Uh. Like there was a big there's a big boom right after the pandemic ended and. To to answer your question, so the kind of the evolution of my stand up mm-hmm. journey yeah, yeah. was uh the pandemic struck when I was just getting really into it. Okay. And I didn't know anyone else doing stand up. That girl I was dating with, we broke up during the pandemic. Probably one of the best things I've done was was having that end. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, for a while there, I was definitely attracted to women that made me feel bad about myself. Who <laughs> doesn't like that? And it took me a long time to nip that one in the bud. <laughs> Uh, because now I've been dating this girl a week. We live together. No, yeah. We've we've dated for much longer than a week. To to clarify, <laughs> I, I realized I never answered yeah. that. I don't like answering questions; <laughs> only getting them. Um, and asking questions back. Yeah, answers. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But so the pandemic ends. Uh, well, not really. But in in April of 2021, uh, the the haha reopened. Mm-hmm. And the haha used to do mics every day. They would have no a mic kidding. every day. They did that before the pandemic too, but they would have like um, even b- before the pandemic, they were trying to do two most days. So it'd no be like shit, dude. there'd be a a six o'clock mic on in the main room, and then an eight o'clock mic on the patio. So wow, you try to just grind that out, right? And because you know it's a legit, it is like it's a lower tier club, but it's still like a legit, legit club yeah. in L.A. So I started going there when it reopened and then finding other mics by talking to people at that mic and going around. Like, you know, it's a lot yeah, of fucking yeah. just ear to the ground right. shit Yeah, when you're doing stand-up. Because there was a better... Before the pandemic, uh, the Comedy Bureau was awesome. Comedy Bureau? Never heard of this. It's a website. It's an LA open mic list. Okay. But when the pandemic happened, the guy running it, super sweet guy. I can't remember his name right now, but I know him. Great guy. <laughs> Um, the comedy bureau was, was very good about having every mic, but when the pandemic hit, he was super scared of the pandemic. So he just Mm. wasn't putting mics on and he got kind of selective. And I think that made it so people didn't have as much trust in it. So like no one really uses it anymore and no one really like submits their mics to it the way they used to. Cause now people use Ian Ira Russo's list. (laughs) That's that's what I got. The very first fucking open mic I went to, they were like, go to this website. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good resource. Like you're still better off ear to the ground, Mm -hmm. grassroots in it. Okay. Like being like, Hey man, what mics do you go to? That shit's always better. Right. But Ian's, Ian, Ian has what? Like five mics a day listed on that. Dude, more than that. that. There's like almost over 10 a day it's fair yeah but i mean like realistic you can't hit all of them and some of them are shit mics and got it that's everywhere yeah but so i i came back we were doing it was a mic every day at the haha and i was going every day and they didn't have a a host for the wednesday so they asked me if i wanted to do it since i was coming every day and i uh. was like hell yeah and then i've just been hosting that since no kidding so now i've that was April of 2021. It's uh, some month in 2023. Yeah. So probably a little over two, two years. years yeah. Over two years. So it took you about what a year to get the hosting gig. 
I mean, that's a or no, that chronologically right, yeah. sure, but yeah. not of experience. How, how long? How many of experience? Because it was probably three months on, and then within like a probably a week and a half of me returning. So it was probably like under four months I was then yeah. hosting a mic. But you were doing just open mics, right? Like you weren't doing improv mics or anything like that? No, not really. Um, I did improv in high school and stuff, mm. uh, which helps for comfortability on stage. Right. But it's just not, it's not the same. It doesn't scratch the itch that stand-up does. Yeah, because I'm at that point now where I'm just like, I'm really focused on going to more open mics than I am improv, because the improv yeah. was just for me to get comfortable. I didn't know you were an improv guy. Uh, like improv mic? Or I'm not even like an improv thing. Oh, no, you no, meant improv like improvisation mics. mics? Yeah, mics, yeah, like at the fourth wall, basically. Um, I like their, I like a lot of the fourth wall mics because they feel like you can really go in and work material. But, you know, I mean. Always prefer a show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you were. <clears throat> um, let me see here. What is your process like in terms of how you write and stuff like that? Like, will you just come up with a topic and then just go? Because I remember when I first met one of the first times I met you, you were just like right on stage, and that concept was fucking wild for me. You were just like right on stage. How the fuck do I do that? Well, so <clears throat> I do that a little bit. I do. I I mix and match a lot. Uh-huh. But my main my main strategy is I brainstorm all day. Like anytime I think of any idea, I write it down. And then whenever I go on stage, I put up the idea the way I wanted to in in my head. And then I let it breathe and then I form it from there. So that way it's more how I... A lot of times when I'm putting up material for the first time, I don't care how people are reacting to it at all. It's just me listening to it. No kidding. Okay. Because cause I know what... I, and it's like if I'm committing to material, I'm committing to say this hundreds of times, I have to like it. Right. I have to I have to believe in it. Right. Cuz there's how many jokes do you have that you're like I don't like that joke? A, basically all of them. Yeah, so yeah. you got to keep writing new ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can't it's I don't want to be stuck with something I don't like. Right. I don't like to say. Cuz that 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 was something for me hard to get over, especially right now too, just like saying a joke over and over again, especially around the same people. Oh, well you got to though. Yeah, I don't know how to get over that right now. I'm still I'm doing it, you know what I mean? I'm growing those calluses. Yeah. Right? Like to to like the whole bombing thing, I got over that, which mm-hmm. is liberating, bro. Well, I can't even tell you. And you shouldn't be telling the same joke the same way to the same people. You should be doing it oh, different shit. ways. The same joke, different ways. You see which works best. That's how you. That's how you make your material stronger. Is like you should be counting each individual tag as a separate joke when you're editing. Because one tag that works, if, like if a tag works one out of five times, you should cut that tag. Right. Okay. Like, you should only be doing that tag if the audience is already fully on board with you. Because sometimes you'll have an audience where you're like, oh, I could fucking make a fart noise into the mic, and they'd love it. <laughs> I'd love it. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but like, if, 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 you have, if you know what tags have a low batting average, you should treat them like that. That's a good way to put it, dude. Shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's like the whole, the whole thing of editing. That's why people record themselves. Right. I don't I'm not good at that. No. I'm more spiritual with it. Yeah, and then yeah. you just remember what you say and stuff like that. I remember what I say and I remember how it feels and and how like it kind of bounces off the audience. I like that. I for me it's more of an energy game than anything. Cuz at the end of the day, uh as a comedian, you're not being hired to tell jokes, even though that's like what's in the job description. What you're really being hired to do is entertain people and make sure they have a good engaged night and that they buy drinks. Mm. That's what the job is. Mm. So you you can't be selfish 
in the way that you perform. You shouldn't pick material that you want to say just because you want to say it. But there's a lot of guys that are really good at that. But I think as far as the professionalism side goes, you should be trying to pick jokes that you think that specific audience will like and have fun with. Like, if you have Mike Miratori go before you, have you met him? No. Crass guy. I love him to fucking death. Mm-hmm. His name is the serial killer comedy. He's he's just uh, the most raunchy, heinous dude. He's fucking awesome. Love it. But if he's destroying with that, I'm not going to go do one-liners. I'm going to do some more raunchy fucking... Shit. Uh, not in the same vein, but like raunchy with my brand, you know? Because people don't want to see the same comic twice. Right, yeah. Okay. But, you know, you see what people like, and then you do what they like. I was talking to a uh, a comedian, and he was saying, he's fairly new as well, but he was saying that um, finding his voice, it was like talking about that one thing, and w- with him, it's Mike Bassano. I don't know if you know him. I don't. Um, but he was saying that what he talks about where the audience reacts most to is bad relationships is that something like uh, the brand that you're talking about where you're not necessarily talking about one thing but your whole brand encompasses that yeah i mean to an extent uh, the there's a phrase that's the the more individual the more universal like the more personal Mm. the more universal like if you're honest honest and you i'm most of the time radical honesty is what works the best like saying things about you in a good way not a selfish way. Like, you have to be craftsman about it. Right, right. Um, but, like, saying the truth about you, most people will get on board with that. Because, it like, there's an energy to it. There's an air of, yeah, that guy, he's being legit. Yeah. And people uh-huh. can feel that. Always. Always. You can, can't you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There, I hate, because I've hosted an open mic for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when someone is an actor who's doing stand-up because their agent told them to because they're not in the room with you they're they perform stand-up like they're reading a script exactly dude i just saw a guy who's like huge on social media go out and do that exactly like that huge but you can tell the whole time he's reading a script there's a lot of that and sometimes the script can be good and that's why it's successful yeah right right but you feel it yeah a hundred percent i do i like to do this thing in my mic is um when i when i can tell someone's an actor i won't light them because they'll end at five minutes anyway. <laughs> That's good. Like and it works like every time. No shit, dude. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> lean over to the person next to me and go, actor. Oh, there, didn't even need a light him. No kidding, man. What's funny is uh, people who are really actory types who come to my mic and they don't they don't know that it's a five minute mic will end exactly three minutes. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Because that's all they have. That's all they brought. Yeah, it's all they. That's all the script holds. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there. <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, I want to go back to this fucking roast battle thing, dude. Because you got to be like a fucking. What, when you started comedy, was that kind of like your style of telling jokes? Was it kind of like th- that roast style or like very? I don't want to say aggressive, but very. I can be aggressive. Yeah. I try not to be as much because I, I find that people have more fun if I'm fun. Mm. Uh, I like the better mood I'm in, normally the better sets will go. Got if I'm it. mad, then I normally, because I can get a bit preachy and soapboxy, and sometimes I'll tank my own sets because of that. No kidding. When I'm upset about something. Yeah, just because it affects my mood and it makes it so I'm not as fun and bubbly. So my weird energy. though, because we were just saying how authenticity 
is what gets them on your side. You know yeah. what I mean? What kind of what kind of authenticity? It doesn't really go well with the crowd when it's something like that where it's you get too preachy. Well, no, but the problem is is it's when I become more selfish. And it's like and and my focus shifts from good time mm. to I want to say something. Hmm. That's interesting. And dude. and I cuz I have a real problem where I think I perform pretty selfishly a lot of times in a way I don't like. And I I'm I don't like how inconsistent my performances based on my mood so i've been trying to hone that and but so Shit. that's a different like roast battle i don't really enjoy insulting people but it's something i'm great at yeah dude like you come up with some very clever shit like it's just something that i've had a lot of success in so it's something i pursue but i like i did a show in palm springs i was booked on this thing i drove out it by the way, the address was 1400 Gay Resort Drive. Gay Resort? Yeah, that was the name of the street. <laughs> Shit, dude. Gay Resort Drive. <laughs> Fuck it. It was a very fun the show. Palm Springs. Yeah, and I had a I had a good set, but I would have had a better... The guy introduced me as a roast comic, and at the end of his introduction, he was like, and if you're lucky, he'll roast you. And now they don't want to listen to my stand-up. They because want, of that. They want me to insult them. So when I come uh, up doing jokes like that, then there's a cognitive dissonance between what they expected and what they're having. Damn. So you got to, on the fly, just kind of switch it up. Then. Yeah, it's like, oh, now I'm doing crowd work and being mean, which I can do, but I wanted to do my jokes. Right. Because I you, have jokes I like. <laughs> will you pepper them in, though? Like I tried to, but they weren't having a, I was I was peppering it in more than I should have at mm, that point because mm. it was obvious they didn't want that. <laughs> Because I would do a joke, then someone would try to heckle me, then I'd say something mean, the fucking crowd would go wild, and then it would <laughs> be a lot of that. That's crazy, though. An introduction like that can change the perception of the, the crowd. Oh, That's yeah. Insane. Introduction's everything. Because it's people in stand-up only know what you tell them, what they're told, and what they see. That's all they have. Mm-hmm. So if, if an introduction in, introduces an idea that doesn't necessarily mess, mesh with the set well... Right then there's a cognitive dissonance because the audience goes, wait, why did the why did the guy say that? And now they're thinking about that rather than listening to you. Exactly. Because there's like another factor. That's insane. Yeah, I think most are, and I like it when songs do this too, is I, is when you come from a place of introduction and teaching. When, when stand-up's like, I'm teaching you about me or I'm teaching you about this subject or I'm teaching you about this occurrence. Oh. Like those... I like those because then you have to, you really have to set the groundwork with everything. Right. You're essentially teaching the people the joke as you do it. And I like when songs do that too. I really like when songs start with one instrument, then add the other instrument, then add another. So like they slowly teach the audience the song they're going to play. And that gets, that makes it easier to dance to. That makes it easier to sing along with. It makes it easier to enjoy. Like when you come from a place of teaching. Shit, dude. That was some powerful ass shit. You're a musician? No. No? I kind of hate music. No. No, I know. I listen to a lot of the blues. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not a musician go. at all. I used to play the drums, but I stopped. Not yeah. a very interesting yeah. story. Sometimes it happens, dude. I actually, I used to have a drum set above my bed when I was in high school and stuff. No so kidding. It was like I had a queen size bed. And then, like, about two and a half feet of sleeping room, like I was on a naval ship, and then a platform suspended by chains with a drum set on it. No shit, That I built with my dad. Yeah, what a great way to cock block yourself. (laughs) You ever try to fuck under a drum? I can't say that I have. 
And, and it, it, it had uh, crown molding on the side so that it would look nice. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if you got into bed and your back was too up, that just grinded every piece of your spine. Oh, fuck, dude. Fuck. It was awesome, man. <laughs> you do, carp- silly you do carpentry, live. right? I am a carpenter. That's yeah. what I do in, in for monies. No besides. shit, dude. I've yeah. actually been being paid for shows recently, which is weird. You have been? or I have been. I don't ask. They sometimes they'll just be like, "Hey, what's your Venmo?" and I send it without any questions. <laughs> How many shows you been doing uh, recently? A week? Uh, I've I, for a long time I've averaged two a week, for a very long time. Sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes it's less. Mm-hmm. But because sometimes they'll do like six in a, in a week, and sometimes they'll do Jesus. like fucking none. But whereabouts do you are you getting these shows? Ah, uh, all over. People reach out to me. I'm not good at asking. Mm. I think I'd be further along if I was better at asking. But I like um, Palm Springs has always been fun. I've done San Diego. Okay. Um, I I do Thousand Oaks pretty consistently. No kidding. Yeah, I like Thousand Oaks. Um, I I I did Austin, but that was more of like yeah. a one-off. I mean, not really. I'll do it more in the future, yeah. but it oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't connected to anything else really. Um, yeah. I'm, I've done stand up in Savannah, Georgia, but that was only open mics. Got it. Like on vacation, you were out there. And just... Yeah, my parents built a house in South Carolina. Oh, sure. You're from a family of builders, then. Uh, well, they paid somebody to build. Oh, okay, okay. My, my parents are pretty well off. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they don't really share it, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so much easier if yeah. I was a trust fund baby. I work for my money like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Carpentry, though, that's pretty cool, dude. That's very different in the L.A. You know what I mean? Like people are building so much shit out here all the time. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's very true. <laughs> uh it's it's it is different to have a blue collar background when I talk to a lot of a lot of comics are pretty useless. <laughs> I don't know if you notice this. A lot of them don't know how to do anything at all. Um like really pathetic people. I think I hate them. <laughs> No, but I do. I, I I've always had a very blue collar working background. Like I just like I'm an Eagle Scout, and I planned my own Eagle project without any assistance from anyone. And I didn't realize that was weird until they were asking me about how I planned it. And I was like, oh, I just drew up the plans. And they were like, no adult helped you. And I was like, no, no kidding. <laughs> and they're dude. like, well, these are good. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> So just self-sufficient then, just yeah. very self-sufficient. And I did, I was a stage, I did stage tech in high school. Uh, so not, it, in my school, it wasn't directly connected to the theater program or the, like, we did a lot for the show choir. It was a separate class that was only, like, stage craft and stage stuff. And mm-hmm. I was a head tech by the end of it. Like, I was constantly building stuff, rigging stuff, doing all that. Oh, shit, More dude. of, like, a workplace type. Gavin's situation that's always what I've been it's like for me it's always been I'm working at the same time I'm hanging out with people right okay it's kind of always how it's worked that's wild dude how old are you I hadn't thought about that before I'm 23 Jesus no kidding so I do I do carpentry I uh I worked at the movie theater for a while and then there was a year where you know I was hired to be in someone's entourage for real yeah how was that I woke him up, 
He and he paid me, and I would mount a lot of TVs for him. No shit. And man. sometimes he'd be like, "Let's do Molly and go to an EDM concert," and I'd be like, "Days work." <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's really what it was for a, for a whole year, and that really enabled me to pursue stand up full time. Mm. And that's the really good way to get good at stand up quick, because I know that's essentially really what you're asking. With yeah. This, with this podcast, right? Yeah. It's what I've gathered so far. It's just do it all the time. And mm. I've already told you that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, for me, it was hosting a mic every week consistently. It was consistent host spots. And hosting's different than stand-up. Right, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's way more energy-based. Mm. Um, but once you get good at hosting, it really translates well to stand-up. I see. So consistently doing that and then fucking just grinding out mics, just yeah. getting up as much as you can and just consistently trying to get better. And you're not going to get better if you're not doing your best every time. Right, yeah. Just yeah. strive to do your... And your best doesn't mean the best you've ever done. It means the best you can do in that moment. Because sometimes there's out there's outer factors mm-hmm. that you're not prepared to handle. Like how many times have you been heckled? Actually, not once. Not once? Not once. So you're going to do dog shit when you get heckled the first time. Probably. Because you don't know how to deal with it. Right, true. But then the next time you get heckled, you're going to do a little better. Yeah. And you're going to do a little better. Right. That's what it is. How do do you handle uh, heckling? Uh, I I come from a roast background. Exactly. So so it's a lot of um, pointing out how stupid they sound for me. (laughs) I had a girl at the show. I just did a show in Thousand Oaks last week. Um, and there was a girl who kept talking to me and I, I wanted to do, I have a joke about pansexuals. So I introduced it by being like, I'm bisexual, but my friends pans. But when I did it, a girl wooed who had already been talking to me and I was like, he got to stop. And she's like, no, that was my sister this time. And her sister wooed. And I was like, what are you, are you gay? And she's like, what do you want me to be? And I was like, yeah. So you'd stop talking to me. <laughs> like it's a lot of that shit. <laughs> and then I asked him, I was like. Are there any gay people at your table? And they all pointed to one person. And I was like, "You guys would be horrible in the Holocaust." <laughs> like it's just shit like that. It's just, you're you're ebbing and flowing with. God them. damn, dude, those are quick though. Jesus. You got. I mean, it's just a lot of that. The in the moment stuff is just trusting yourself. Hmm. Is like because I'll start sentences in life and on stage. I have no idea where they're going. Damn, dude. But it's just like a factor of, of you you put in the time to get the experience so that you can rely on the experience. Right. I was just going to say, that was something you just learned doing the stand-up. Yeah. The, the ebbs and flows thing. Yeah, you just get better. And those aren't necessarily very like original type things to say to people. Right. But in the moment, when they're, when they're baked in with an in-the-moment special effect, people really like that shit. I had people coming up to me for a few days after that show complimenting my crowd work, and I was like, I don't even like doing crowd work. Damn, no kidding, man. I like doing my jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work hard on writing my jokes. I want to do my jokes. <laughs> How long does it take you to get like a, a joke from creation to where you can feel like it's show ready? It's different with every joke. Mm. Sometimes you write it and you're like, this is a fucking banger. And other times you'll hold on to it for like six months and it'll never really work. Damn. You got to get rid of it. Yeah. That happens, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. Do you Have you ever read the book uh, The War of Art? Uh, the War of Art, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's like the thing about that It's you feel like the muse is writing through you. Mm. And sometimes you don't. So it's like sometimes there's a joke that you wrote and it's shit. 
And other times it's a joke the higher power wrote through you and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I can't believe I have this. This is great. But then other times you're like, God damn, this just won't fucking work. <laughs> and it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> People don't like me. <laughs> I, I find myself there a lot where it's just like I'm telling jokes about myself and it just never fucking works. Well, you're just not telling them right yet. Yeah. The, the wording is where I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with like puzzling like in what order the words go in. It's yeah, very, yeah, where I'm really struggling right now. How but much I think do you I know about joke structure? How much do I know? Uh, well, to be honest with you, probably just the basics. To be honest with you, just set a punch. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, pretty much. Hey, you should read some books. Yeah, there's books. What kind of books do you think? I, should I don't read? know. I haven't read any. I'm good at stand up. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a book. Yeah, is this anything? Um, something like that. He yeah. has a fair few. Okay. Um. Jeff Ross has a roast battle writing, okay. like a roast joke writing book that talks about that. Roast structure is very basic, so it's it's like kind of a building block with joke because it is classic setup punch. Uh-huh. But there's other things like there's parallel structure, hmm. and there's there's like uh, false punch followed by real punch, misdirection jokes, shit okay. like that. Okay. There's like and I don't I learned it all just because I would write like that inherently. And mm-hmm. then I would give it names after, and then I found other people had similar names, if mm-hmm. not the same names for them. Got it. Because it's kind of you kind of know. Yeah. But a lot of it's like rhetorical writing devices. How did that? How did improv help you? Like doing improv help you in stand up? Comfortability on stage. That's the biggest thing that improv does for anybody. Is like when a lot of people start stand up, they have to learn how to be on stage before they can learn how to do stand up. Yeah. And if you already know how to be on stage, you can get right to the learning stand up. Mm, I see. I see. So, you can't be in a hurry. A lot of people, I'm not in a hurry. That's why I'm like, and I'm not pretending on this like I'm a really seasoned comic. Because I'm not. I'm still at the beginning of my journey. But I've I've accepted that it's a lifetime pursuit. So, I'm not in a hurry. Right. Yeah. Like, I have a whole lifetime to get good at this. And you're young, dude. And Thanks. you've already fucking got a lot of shit under your belt with this. You already Thanks. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the end goal with this, bro? End goal. Make money doing it. I wanted to go on the road. I like road gigs. That's my favorite thing, is going somewhere to do stand-up. That's why I want to be a road guy. Like, a lot of people have the acting bug and all that, and I do acting, but I don't love it the way I love stand-up. You know? Yeah. I don't, I'm not using it as a vessel for something else. I see. I fucking love stand-up. Yeah. And people love stand-up. Oh, yeah, 100%. And a lot of people hate stand-up. Yeah, well, a lot of people do it as, like, a vessel, like you were saying, just to kind of get into, like, writing, you know what I mean? Or become a better, comfortable actor or whatever. Which is fine. Right. But they're hobbyists. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what they are to me. They're fucking hobbyists. Isn't that disgusting? (laughs) But, no, they're uh, good for that. And a lot of people get really good at it, and it's not what they want to do. Yeah. And I don't want to dedicate time towards something I don't want to do forever. It's hard for me to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you should. I think, like, even with the roast roast comic, roast comedy isn't my end goal. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't pursue roast comedy the way, like, Los Digits does. Like, he's doing battles fucking all the fucking time. And I do them, I do them, I normally only have, like, about one a month. Would because I've done more than that, and I'm like, I'm not writing stand up, yeah. I'm only writing roasts, yeah, yeah. And because it, it, you get burnt out real quick and stuff like that, dude. and it's just 
it's not, I don't want to dedicate my life toward what my life isn't going to be. feels like a mistake. I don't know. I don't know. I, do, I think you're really wise for being a 23-year-old, man. When I was 23, I was nothing like you. Uh, believe me, when I'm talking, I'm falling. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> no, you're well you're on just your hearing way, the branches I'm hitting on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> you're well on your way, dude. Seriously, you're fucking great, man. It is that time. Thank you so much, Evan. We're, we're, oh, really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, not, I, You didn't talk at all. Me? I don't have to. No, I don't have to. It's not about me, dude. It's about you guys. Seriously. This is what I, this is what I do this for. It's just for me to learn. Honestly, and you gave me some great gems today, bro. <laughs> Seriously, no, some really good gems. I today. appreciate. It. I don't. I talk out of my ass a lot, but I do a lot of thinking too. Yeah, you like to do any drugs or anything like that? Like, I'm off everything now. Yeah. How, um, how long you been sober? Uh, I'm not fully sober. Okay. But because I'll drink, I've never had a problem with drinking. Mm. But like off the hard stuff since fucking December, like pretty much this whole calendar year, I needed it. To, I was going down a bad road. Yeah. Good for you. I moved in with a ton of drug addicts and stuff, yeah. and then I was comparing myself to them. Like, uh, oh, I'm not doing that bad. Look shit. at how much these yeah. guys are doing. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't a good. It was not a good path. Yeah. And I think I. I think I lost parts of myself in that, but I think I'm a better person now because of what I've, you know, accepted about me and then built upon. Mm. But. Yeah, I mean, the problem with drugs is that they're too good. All of them. <laughs> all of them, dude. They're all way too good. All of them. Uh, and there's, like, I was always a psychedelic guy. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah I mean, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> but you say you're, you're, a big, you're a big mushroom guy? Uh, I used to be. Uh, mushroom and acid. Mushroom and acid? Yeah, you do yeah. DMT? I've never done DMT, no. DMT's Awesome. I know, I've heard. That's I would my, do it. That maybe. was the one I had a problem with. Did man. you really? I love DMT. No kidding. Oh, yeah. How often? You shouldn't do it. <laughs> How often did you do it? Oh, I mean, I like probably twice a week, but that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like microdosing acid for a bit, for like a week or two, and I was like, all right, we're getting a little crazy here. Acid isn't good for microdose. I feel like, because I've done the microdose gummies of acid because somebody handed them to me one mm -hmm. time, and I was like, this, I just feel the bad part of acid. <laughs> I feel the part where I'm like, I can't sleep, and I don't feel, I'm not tripping, I just feel disoriented. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm like, why would you want this? <laughs> I never, I, I've only done shrooms once, dude, and that was just a bad time, bro. Oh, you didn't get in your head? I got way into my head. Dude, I got so much into my head with the shrooms that I only did shrooms once, but I, have you ever seen the movie Neon Demon? No. Um, well, anyway, the main character, her name is Jesse, and it's this trippy movie, but I'm sitting on the chair, and all it is is just this fucking someone just calling her Jesse, 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 and I'm freaking out, dude, and in my head, I literally, I'm in a white room like it is in the Matrix, I'm standing in the center of it, and there's just a sea of different me's, like with all different emotions, like crying, like a successful one, like a fucking, a, like a drug addict one, like a homeless oh, yeah? one. Dude, oh my gosh, it was the weirdest thing ever. So I turn around, I look at my friend, I was like, can you pause it? <laughs> that was that, dude. Well, why, you, have you considered why you saw that? I don't know. I think I, I, I think what it was, what, what I remember thinking about it was like, I, I just don't know who I am. You know what I mean? That's how I would have read it, too. Yeah, I just didn't know who I was. And this was fucking five years, six years ago or something yeah. like that. And you saw the possibilities. All the possibilities, dude. Every single one. Mm -hmm. All of them, dude. And it would just trip me the fuck out, man. Well, what's crazy is they're all you. Right. They all are you. Yeah. But you got to pick which one you want to be all the time. They're all in there. 
but only it's one gets the fucking to about, dude. only one gets the wheel. Yeah, yeah. At a time. Yeah, yeah. That's a trippy, trippy thing, dude. I haven't done it since. Yeah. I probably microdose though. I, I do the microdose mm-hmm. with them shrooms, but uh, I'm not like out there searching for it. You know, I'll let it come to me. I get that. I was there was a little bit where I was searching for it, yeah. and that's why I stopped. I started to have a real want for it. Same here. That I didn't like, and that's why I stopped. As soon exactly. as I had kind of like a fucking like, oh, I'm at this party and I have mushrooms, but I'm not going to tell other people I have mushrooms because then I have to share my yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> and I was like, that's a gross thought. And I don't like that that's a part of me now. I don't like that I gave myself this want. Right. And that's why I had to cut it off. Yeah. You, go, you can go down a bad road, man. Really. It gets, yeah. it gets slippery. Yeah. It does get slippery. That's why I cut it off. Yeah. Good for you. Good for it's you. I mean, it's hard to recognize it. I was also living in a house of like guys that would do cocaine all the time, God damn and I was dude, doing mushrooms. Shit. It's a stupid oh, combination. <laughs> but every God time damn. I would do it, like the mushroom brains would be like, "You can't live here. What are you doing?" Right? Yeah, this dude, is a mistake. Yeah. And then yeah. I get sober, and I'd be like, "Mushrooms just don't agree with me anymore." <laughs> no shit. Yeah, like as if they were the, the thing that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, they'll show you. They'll show you what you need to see, and most of the time, you don't want to see it. That's very true. But it's good to see. They're good, but definitely be careful. Yeah. Like, I think it takes like a month to get the psilocybin fully out of your system before you're like ready for another trip. Holy shit. So it's like you should really only be doing psychedelics once a month. So microdosing isn't good for you then? No, microdosing is different. I mean, like, full on. Like, Tripping. for a full trip, Yeah, I what I've heard, and I haven't researched it. Mm-hmm. I don't research yeah, yeah. shit. Just heard the guy you bought it from, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just listen to what I hear. <laughs> but, like, if you want, like, a good trip, you should only be doing it once a month. Shit, okay. From what I... I don't... I shouldn't be saying yeah. any of this. <laughs> I don't know anything. But but we already did. No, I don't know. Are you, like... What what other... Do you big psychedelic guy any, other than that? No, that's it. Weed. That's it, dude. I I... Tried ketamine a couple weeks ago, which was fucking fun, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That was a dangerous one. I'm not. I'm not. That was fun, dude. That was fun, but I'm not gonna go there. Coke, uh, I only if it's around, and even if it is, I'm just like I I can't do. I can't snort it. Coke. I I was around Coke guys all the time, dude. It's. I think Coke makes people bad people. Yeah. Every time I see someone do Coke, I'm like, I don't like who you just became. You do dirty things. Yeah. You do dirty things. Yeah. You just. I don't know. I don't like the idea of coke so i never did also like what does it do wake you up fucking who wants that yeah. <laughs> i'll go home and sleep you'll fucking wake up anyway that was the the drug bonus episode <laughs> for <you> patreon <laughs> yeah, that's the bonus episode my subscribers have to pay for that one <laughs> you get to you get to see how i'm a degenerate <laughs> well evan dude again i appreciate you coming out here brother thank you so much for your knowledge Absolutely. dude and Tell me about your experience. This is fun. We'll uh, have take, to do it, it again. take it with a grain of salt. Remember, I'm not that much ahead of you. <laughs> uh, no, come on, dude. You're fucking light years ahead of me, dude. Uh, no, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Stop it. Come stop on it. now. I'm, I cannot take compliments. It's a problem I have. You should. You should. Because they're going to come few and far between, dude. But anyway, dude, thank you again. I appreciate you, Evan. I'll see you later, guys. Uh, my hand, hyperhidrosis. It's really bad right now. Later.